This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8-12-15. Makes an enormous difference. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Likewise, email the show via... Here we go. Ready? Got your pens ready at home? Pens? Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. They used to do a thing on the, the telly where they would say, get a pen and paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you an address or something like that. It's always a BBC W1A, W1AA or something like that. Anyway, they don't I do that it was anymore. W te- I can remember it, I think. I mean, not that it's a useless piece of information. Do you think I it's have. changed? It's still the same if you want to write to the BBC. Well, I had the, the Saturday swap shop. Yeah, I remember. It was W108QT. Mm. Oh, so not W1AW1A. Oh, anyway. No, anyway. Anyway, let's not hear just reciting <laughs> postcodes. I mean, I, can, I dare I've say heard... someone will complain about that. that it's Why? One of you were wrong and the other was right or somebody yeah, right. oh, yeah. that's what, anyone they, that's what they're like anyone who's well I like I like the pedantic nature of some of our uh, readers <laughs> me too pick, pick me, me up too. on the tiniest thing I think that shouldn't keeps... just be us should it well, Frank Chris Evans when he was in this building mm-hmm. did a, a song released a song performed a song based on the postcode here did he really yes it's what? called the 4DJ song well I never <laughs> uh... Okay, so, you know, what I'm saying is there's mileage to be had out of postcodes. Are you saying the postcode here is 4DJ? I believe that's it co- is. That's a coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that correct? 9DJ. Oh, 9DJ. 9DJ, even better. Even bigger party. <laughs> I would. I'm. Let's get together nine DJs in a, in a room here and celebrate. Have a postcode party. Yeah. Oh, another another idea. I just throw out there. I don't. You know. I don't, mm-hmm. don't, we don't. could add that into the five gold rings. Yeah, nine <laughs> DJs. <laughs> For, I bet. Um, I bet Anton de Beck's got at least nine DJs on the. If DJ's dinner jacket. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I bet he's got so many dinner jackets. If he's got offspring, I think the progeny will have a tuxedo baby grow. Has he got offspring? Yeah, That'd nice. be a good texting. Yeah. <laughs> because you might get somebody you didn't even know about um, getting texted in. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> As Anton de Beck got offspring at 8.12.15. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Good. Um, that's what he always says at the end of his um, things. Oh, listen, I went, I went, uh, I, I socialised this week. I went out for lunch with an old friend, and um, I hadn't really experienced this before. But we had uh, what I can only call a quiet waiter. Oh. And oh, yeah. a quiet man, but with a mask on as well, obviously. Yeah. And he came over and said. So, um, have you been, have I said, I'm sorry, I didn't, I <laughs> didn't hear Elvis? that. And he said, oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I said, no, I actually can't, I can't hear you. And my friend said, look, she stepped in yeah. <laughs> early and said, look, you're obviously a quite, quietly spoken person, but we, with the massive, we just can't hear you. And he said, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm. And I, I said, no, oh, what, you need, um, can you speak any louder? Oh. And he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm. 
So, um, oh. it was, I was doing that thing. You know when you listen to the radio and slightly tilt your head if there's an important <laughs> bit on? Yeah. Or sometimes if people go, hold on, is that the baby crying? And they sort of look slightly towards the ceiling. I was sort of doing, I, 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 had, to, I had to cock my head towards him. Mm. And, and still, I got zero assistance from the waiter. He did <laughs> noth- nothing. He just come So he went away and I said, what, how do you explain that? How do you explain that I said I couldn't hear you and you said you couldn't hear him, but he went no louder. And she said, perhaps he just can't speak any louder. Is that a thing? <laughs> Is that a thing? Where That, that was his top end. Of that, that was his top... Is that possible? No, people who can't speak any louder. What if he was in peril? Yeah. yeah. Don't tell me he couldn't dredge something up. What about if you saw someone (laughs) stepping in front of a car? Um, That's no good, is it? I really, honestly, it drove me crazy. Don't live in London. If you're going to talk like that, don't live in London. Live in some rural area where people might be able to hear you. Don't live in London. And, of course, you can't get very close to people now. I mean, who wants to get close to a waiter? Do you um, think they should have projection tests when you move I to London? I just think, speak up. <laughs> if someone says, I'm so, we were so lovely about it, I'm, so, I'm really sorry. Sounds like I mean, to it. Say, you're obviously a quietly spoken <laughs> person. Yes, you are, but even... Everyone's got a volume. Someone will text in and say, you are so cruel. There is a thing called silenzio maximus, which people get, and uh, they can't... Do you think he was saying under his breath, Frank? You're a bit of a get You know what? I have no idea what he was saying. What do you mean, under his breath? There was no over his breath. Frank Skinner. Yes, so... um, the qu- I was just thinking about the quiet way to living in the country. Do you get, um, I don't know quite how to say this, but mm. often in sort of novels set in Mexico and stuff, you get, is it chicadas? And it's those insects that go yeah. in the night. That would be no good for the quiet waiter. You're right, no. it's always used to create atmosphere. It isn't is. It? Yeah, I don't also, know if you I can think the countryside might be difficult for the very quiet because what if they see somebody that they know but across like a field or a heath oh. and they have to shout Kevin oh, but they're not loud enough they're oh, not going to see Kevin imagine if you was, uh, got your sheep dog out the sheep dog's going <laughs> yeah. what? Oh, hold it hold it just, just say to the sheep hold it just stop stop bleating for one second what are you saying? I don't know if you remember I can't Oh. I don't know how quiet people get through. I'm sure there'll be quiet people <laughs> listening. But you know what? Here's a tip for you. Contribute. OK, so... You sound us. so like the man at the dinner at my parents' dinner party who I've told you about, Frank. But you know, have you ever been to dinner parties where you think there are people here tonight who I've been on top form, they've had a brilliant... They've had as good as evening as I have at this dinner party. They and they haven't used up any material. <laughs> yeah. Contribute. It's not fair. Quiet people. Have you got no sense of fair play? Yeah. Oh dear. Don't we've be our audience. We've had a we've had a text in about this, and oh. it's got what I like. Can you? To is think it? Is it in very small print? Indeed. <laughs> yeah. It's got what I like to think of as a couple of good jokes in there. Oh, man. You know, we, we, we like those on the oh, show. Oh, man, I love uh, a good joke. 660, Frank, although you had a fr- frustrating time in the restaurant, 
at least you discovered the source of the term dumb waiter. Did you order a sh- <laughs> Did you order a shush kebab? Oh <laughs> man, he's he's, oh, he's he's made he's the cake done. and iced it. Yeah, he instantly. really has. Up early. Up the thing early, is, the thing is, though, we were so nice as well. At no point, <laughs> we were so That's nice. The bit that I think you really want to talk about. Yeah. How nice well, because you sometimes you feel, you know, you assume that the choir are nice. Um, because they're quiet, I don't think that necessarily follows. Do you think not? No, I think it could be a bit, a bit Manu. Do you remember Manu, the um, hiding mafia guy we talked about last week? He probably kept a pretty low profile, apart from his uh, two shop, his shop and restaurant with his name in the title. Um, I don't think it necessarily means. Well, that's what he they seemed a nice man. We were very nice to him, but I'll tell you something. Well, the thing I haven't told you. It's first of all, he brought my meal and not the, the woman I was with. He didn't bring a meal. And then oh. she said, hold on, what happened to my meal? And he clearly, I think he told the kitchen. They just hadn't heard no. it. <laughs> then he came back with a meal 10 minutes later, which was the wrong meal. And she said, oh, look, I'm sorry. You know how English people say they're sorry? Yeah. I'm sorry, but this isn't, it's not the And then he went away and eventually she, she got it. So it was clearly a problem in the kitchen. Somebody going, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. <laughs> Remember that sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live? <laughs> Couldn't hear him. Um, so, oh, yeah, uh, it is a good joke. I, I like the Don Waiter thing, but I don't mean he was, he wasn't, I'm not suggesting he was stupid. He was just quiet. <laughs> so quiet. Be more vocal, come on. I mean, what about if we did this whole show? I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might not make any difference on, let's say, Capital, but on this show, it would make an enormous... It would change everything. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to... I've never done this before, mm. but I want to ask a question of our um, readers, but I don't think it's interesting enough to discuss on air. So if anyone can help me out and just email me, that would really you'd you'd do me a massive oh, service. Write to us at nine DJ. Yeah, one of the. Can you write to us? <laughs> uh, um, uh, no, if just uh, it's just that I've my son had a scale trick for Christmas, oh. a Batman versus the Joker, bought by his grandpa. Cool. Lovely. Um, and Very cool. I don't know what happened. It was working perfectly oh. normally, and now suddenly the Joker will only go backwards. Oh. And oh. the brush, his lower metal brush, has become contorted, and because he's going backwards, he's pushing the. You know when you co- co- when you stroke a dog the wrong direction, oh. and the hair stands yeah. on end. It's where's like that. It, hang on, where's the brush from? Then is the brush on his head? Now you know the brush that's on the bottom of a scale electric car that okay, touches the metal track. <laughs> no, okay. I, no. I once got in a in a black cab, and the guy <laughs> was thought was joking, and the guy no. said to me, um, "You ever play scale electric?" I thought, "Now that is that's not something that just." Comes out of nowhere like that. I said to him, no. not, well, I did when I was a kid. And he got a box out with some scale electrics. And he'd been, he did Grand Prix. He went across Europe doing scale electric. If only I'd got, if I could get in the oh. cab with him, we'd have the whole thing sorted. So it's, I don't think it's interesting enough to discuss on air. Although Joker versus Batman, I didn't even know. It used to be like little men hunched in, in helmets when I, uh, when I was doing Grand Prix. Now it's Batman and the Joker are on the track. 
I think you. It's need... interesting that that um, that taxi driver was also into scale electrics driving. Somehow yeah. a busman's holiday. Exactly. For a, for a taxi driver, you'd think there's very, just too many ironies. Very set in his ways, though, <laughs> driving wise. No detours at all. <laughs> Follow the same over and over. Right turn the whole journey. <laughs> <laughs> Looping around central London. I'm just so thrilled that it never did it. Is it back or did it just never go away? I don't know. Um, Bozzy's uh, granddad called him and said, what do you want for Christmas? Oh. And Boz said, I'd really like a scale extric. And I thought, whoa, oh, wow. that's like a, we're on a time loop. Yeah. Mm. And apparently they are, um, I don't know, if they went away, I'm guessing it's that bit like um, when they're at the other side of the track and then yeah. they come back. <laughs> but he's got a lovely, uh, a lovely, better than any track I have. I just had an oval. Yeah. He's got like a... Oh, right. I th- he's probably got a chicane. <laughs> I love a nice. chicane. If I have I a son, I'm going to name him chicane. I don't like to publicly disagree with you, Frank, but I actually think this stuff is interesting enough for on air. <laughs> yeah. There you go. yeah, but we have. I've said it. As, yeah. as someone <laughs> pointed out before, and what was that? Um, Would you like to hear from y- yes. John Hopkins? Yes, please. Frank, you have to say his name in your... Hopkins. <laughs> Hopkins says, you've had some strong starts to your show over the years, but remembering postcodes has just gone straight into my top five. (laughs) Hopkins adds, Frank, in relation to The Quiet Waiter, sounds a bit like an Anthony Minghella film. Oh, The Quiet Waiter, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. In his defence, maybe he was an ex-snooker referee. Ah, now that, you see, isn't quite right. Oh, Hopkins. It was the commentators that had to speak right. quietly. The referees, I mean, yes. they could speak whenever they spoke. And even now, I think they're boxed. In the days of whispering Ted Lowe, <laughs> he sat on a lip mic in the corner, so had to speak very quietly. Yeah. And um, when we was doing fantasy football, we phoned Ted Lowe, and uh, his answer phone said, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're snookered. I'm not here at the moment. Fantastic. But that was professional whispering. I bet if you met him in a restaurant, he'd speak up. That's uh, So they're not getting around it that way. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mm-hmm. I know you said that you thought that your um, your question about your son's scale electrics was for off-air because you thought it might not be interesting. Too boring. I actually... I, I, I disagree. I don't think we should put rules like that in. Um, oh God! Eight what seven you nine. It's the scorched earth policy of some kind. <laughs> yeah, eight seven, eight seven nine has replied to your uh, your mooting that the 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 Joker's car is always going in reverse now. Is that right? Yeah. Um, morning, Frank and breakfast crew. Uh, I think that's me and Emily. Personally, I haven't had breakfast yet, but that's um, wow. Oh. Is there a switch? <laughs> Is there a switch under the Joker's car that's been pushed? No. This used to happen on Thomas the Tank Engine Big Loader set. Ah, uh, well, I know I look for the switch. Well, I thought oh. there might be a reverse Listen switch. Listen to this. Okay. Jamie Wood. Do you know Jamie Wood? No. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. But thanks for this tip. I okay. think you will thank him for this tip. Okay. Grandparents got our son exactly the same set. Ah. He continues. Now, I'm like some low-rent, miniature Formula One mechanic. Okay. You need to carefully twist 
the little disc thing underneath with brushes on yeah. by 180 degrees. Hold on just a oh, second. Cool. 180! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just so I remember it. They can get twisted during a crash. Can they? Well, I I've hate t- myself uh, for knowing this. No, don't, because I've had you make a small child happy. Imagine what a great thing that is. I tried twiggling that, but it really felt like Daddy broke it. It felt like that. But I'm gonna be brave on the strength of be what's brave. the name of that? that Jamie man? Wood. I'm gonna I'm gonna write down Jamie Wood and uh, I'm gonna let Jamie Wood know next week <laughs> how it went with the. And um, if Buzz ends oh. up in tears, then uh, Jamie can take responsibility. Exactly. Mm. But that's eight that's five six. Who also signs off as Alan from Mansfield has said, uh, "Good morning, Frank. Try changing the positive and negative connection." And so that to that side of the track. Um, does that contradict what we just heard from Jamie Wood? I, I don't, don't know. know. That sounds a bit like reverse the, the reverse the polarity, which is a thing they used to say in Doctor Who when they didn't have any real science to use. Well, I like that we've added, oh. Frank, to uh, what's our postcode. Yes, we have. I tried to avoid to this. Alan Cochran Alan bullied me into discussing this on air. <laughs> I like the theatre of the mundane, it's fun. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, but not everyone else does. That's our well, problem. Well, Steve Amplett. Oh. I mean, I'm a man, can I just say, I've not only watched all eight hours of the Beatles just sitting, messing oh, about in the that. studio, I've start, me and Kath have started watching it again from the beginning. Yeah, We're I in do. for another eight. I like just having it on in the, ba- as the background. In oh, the background. it's like living with the Beatles. Oh, with the Beatles, that would have been a good title for an album. Oh. Uh, Steve Amphlett. <laughs> Steve Pamphlet. No, Let's Steve Amphlett. Let's see what unfolds here. <laughs> he... <laughs> Don't take the P out of his name. No, sorry. He said... No, I've added a P. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve Amphlett. Yeah. He says... Nice to hear you all. Oh, all right, Brucey. Slowing down uh-huh. to get Scalectrics right. Scalextrics. trick. Scalextric. Yeah, so I noticed oh, yeah. that Faye, our, um, our producer today, said Scalextrics. Well, and a lot of people, they just go <laughs> X crazy and they end Steve, it with an X instead of a K. Steve Amphlett does, I'm afraid he names and shames here. He says, although I've noticed Al trips over sometimes and mm. overcooks it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not comfortable saying it. Uh, could you tell us how you say it, please? Come uh, on. Scalectrics. <laughs> yes, no, it, does, it's, it's, it ends with a cut. So it's scalectric. Yes. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Scalectric. What would you say was the most mispronounced term in the, in the British? Pacific. Descartes. <laughs> For me, it's Ku Klux Klan. Ku Klux Klan is oh, almost yeah. always Ku Klux Klan. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, it's up there with nuclear, isn't it? I'll say yeah. it again. Oh! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just remember they don't have a clue. Simple as that. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Guess what? Al, have you seen what, what 766 has said? Well, uh, I've seen various have... messages about what I like Hi. to call the Scalextric gate. <laughs> Scalextric <laughs> gate. You rarely get a gate on it. Two times, right. assuming. Sounds like you could do with uh-huh. one. Go on, Stop tell your us. brushes getting Share. tangled. 
um, Cher. When I say Cher, I don't mean... No, I don't mean that. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. Long-time reader, first-time writer. But your discussion about a Skelectric brought back great memories of the same issue after spectacular crashes. This is the issue, in case anyone's just tuned in... The car. Breaking news, Buzz's Scalextric car, oh, the mean. brushes are tangled. Well, I tell, you, I tell you what it reminded me of, and I told him about this to placate him. I, when I bought my first car, I went to a car auction. Mm. And a car auction has a, a tiny little circular arena uh, that you stand I around. I know, I've been to a yeah. big auction, it was the same. Yeah, well, this, this was in... Uh, this was in Oldbury in the West Midlands. And they bring these cars in, and I fell for this um, 1967 Vauxhall Viva and, and, and bought that. But there was a car that reversed into the circle to be looked at, and the guy said, it's a lovely car, at the moment it will only reverse. And I thought... <laughs> How do they get it home? The people who buy this. Do you honestly reverse all the way home? Imagine your neck when you got in. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, I think that there was my, an ex-boyfriend of mine, Patrick, lovely fellow. He was from Highland, and I believe his grandfather had a car that only worked in reverse. Oh, OK, and kept it. <laughs> Drove it all the time. <laughs> that is, uh, I don't like. I find reversing really? a difficult and uh, un- unsettling manoeuvre. Mm. The less less reversing I do, the better. Mm. A car that I only reverse may have been what I need to break that um, taboo. <laughs> I like that. I can't believe they had the temerity to show that at uh, on the display. Uh, uh, they were they, they were they, they were very high on temerity. <laughs> at the car auction. <laughs> there was one thing that wasn't at the car auction was a, a temerity shortage, <laughs> i got to say. <laughs> and it really was blokes kicking tyres. I mean, it was, you know, that, that sort of cliche of how men judge cars. <laughs> I heard that Jamie Wood has been supplemented. Is that yeah. uh, correct? So, I uh, continue, 766 that continues... Jamie White is absolutely right, he says. Okay. It's not Jamie White, FYI. It's, it's Jamie, Jamie Wood, Wood but... Um, Jamie White is absolutely right. But it, I like right. that it rhymes. Maybe yeah. that's why he changed it. <laughs> but you need to turn it 180 degrees the right way. Oh. Otherwise, you will tangle the little wires and yeah. risk breaking them. Yes. So am it I going... Easily go, it will go easily one way and get tougher yeah, the other. but which way? Which way? <laughs> no, listen, good luck. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> Why don't you just end with may the odds be ever in your favour? Yeah, we, am I going... Um, do, I, do I need to know in the accident whether it clock, went <laughs> clockwise? I mean, you know, we don't have replays on the scale trick. Well, 766 has said it will go easily one way and get tougher the other. There's yeah, your answer. Well, that's, yeah. mm, we're back to the reversing <laughs> car again. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. London W1A. Frank, yeah. <laughs> Frank, you earlier referred to being present at a car auction. Mm-hmm. 
who uh, sold a car which could only reverse. That's only right. had the reverse function. That's Most right. Most extraordinary anecdote I think I've ever heard. Well. And 538 has said, was it Captain Scarlet who, whilst the SPV went forwards, always faced backwards in the vehicle whilst driving it, thus always in reverse? Over uh, to you, Frank Skinner. I must admit, I watched um, Captain Scarlet. That's enough. Avidly. <laughs> And um, I don't recall him being facing uh, backwards in the vehicle. Did he have unruly children, <laughs> Captain Scott? I'll knock your heads together in a minute. <laughs> One of those Thunderbird people definitely had faced backwards, didn't they? Did I like they? the... Uh... I like the knowledge that they said SPV, which I don't know. I don't know what that stands no, for. I think it was, was it something like special special patrol vehicle. I think ah, it might yes. have been. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember that in Captain Scarlet though. I mean, I, the thing is with Captain Scarlet, he was immortal. So when he died, he just came back to life again. Maybe if you had that, you would adopt a reckless attitude to driving. <laughs> Which um, just meant you did look the other way. Probably, mm -hmm. he's probably you know on his phone, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I'd like to get to the bottom of uh, Captain Scarlet's uh, driving position. And mm. other things I have never heard before in my entire life. <laughs> other things he didn't think were good enough to broadcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wrong. Indestructible, Captain Scarlet. Indestructible. See, that's that was the clue. Like the material on this show. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Al, what about zero nine seven? Have you read this? Um, yes. Uh, what about zero nine? Hi, Frank. Et Al. That's us. Hmm. Uh, when working in the Turks and Caicos. 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 Oh, God, embarrassing. What does it mean? It's a series of islands. Oh, it's OK. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I plan to uh, go my, in the not-too-distant future. Do you really? Mm. Nice. Fly um, to Miami, get another flight. Okay. They continue. They continue. My oh, they're going to put, well, put the icing <laughs> on the cake off. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, go on. Oops, sorry, I hit the microphone on in an accidental way. Yeah. My car, for a brief period, would only turn left to turn right. I had to go past the junction and loop backwards using the whole road. Oh, man. Oh. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. I love that so much. How long do you put up with that? Maybe if you're on an island. I mean, in Caicos, is it a grid reference, a grid thing they use? Then? I would imagine oh, in Turks and Caicos. I mean, there's a lot of... I've never even heard of Turks and Caicos. No, no, no. It's the chicest place to go on holiday. I only oh, really... Oh, that's why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> All my geographical knowledge comes from years of uh, wrongly, I realise now, what in this world... And um, so I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, Miss Guam. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, but I don't remember Miss Turks and and Caicos. Oh okay. no, no. I didn't read that chapter in the Oxford. Perhaps they're a very ugly race. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Of course. I think um, they're very beautiful. Are they? Oh, too, so beautiful why they can't select a representative. Why do you think I'm going over there? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I've honestly never heard of it. Oh, it's stunning. I'm going to look it up. Okay. How do you spell Caicos? 
C-A-I-C-O-S, I believe. Oh, I can see, didn't, I didn't see look. that coming. I didn't look down, so I think that's right. OK. It's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What I like here is that two of our regulars have sort of got together and bonded over their tweets being read out. Oh, that's nice. Uh, one of our other regulars, you may be familiar, is Pablo's Vault of Horror. And he's contacted Hopkins on our feed to say, I remember being pleased as punch when they read out my venerable bead. Oh, <laughs> how nice. <laughs> it's become a sort of a chat room. Nice. There's a bloke asking help for help with his Skylex trick. <laughs> I mean, what? You know, this is supposed to be professional radio at its finest. Uh, Roger Turner has got in touch. As I recall, some of the old three-wheeler cars didn't have a reverse, so you could drive them on a motorcycle licence. That's right. I remember the motorcycle. I remember people saying, (laughs) I'll get a motorbike test and they'll get a Reliant Robin. And you were all right Ooh. with it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. quite a turning arc, It's not a turn-on, that's what it's No, not. but it's a good turning <laughs> arc, one imagines, with, a, with just one so, wheel at the front. Well, that's not great get first opening line on a date. What I thought I'd do is get the uh, motorcycle lights. Well, I remember um, Messerschmitt, which we associate um, with the Blitz and stuff so, like that. Yeah. They brought out... Um, a, a, well, the the genre when I was a kid was called bobble cars, and there oh, were these yeah. tiny little three wheeler cars, oh. and there was a Messerschmitt version of. Uh, were they pale, the pale blue ones? No, no. Oh. Now these oh. were um, these were looked at. They looked a bit um, military. Yes. The pale blue ones that you got on prescription, but but these were like you could go and buy one of these tiny ones, but bobble cars were. I suppose they were the smart car of their day. But Messerschmitt, of all the people to create a (laughs) tiny three-wheeler car, seems a bit wrong. But I suppose most planes are three-wheelers. Yeah. Do you know, the other day I was talking to someone... (laughs) Some of you don't even say very often. (laughs) No, like, much on this show. Do you know, I was talking to someone, boys, the other day, and I said something about... I had a pilot, and it was on a seaplane, and he... Sure, you can tell us this story. No, it's not that one, it's fine. Oh, okay. This was another pilot. (laughs) And, um... He was wearing flip-flops, and I was just a bit surprised. Flying the plane? Mm. You must crash into the sea a lot. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing flippers. Uh, what you don't want is a pilot who's got, like, an inflatable horse around his waist. <laughs> oh, man. My friend said, oh, well, that's all right. The plane doesn't have wheels. I said, yes, it does. Because it doesn't have pedals. I said, a plane does have pedals. Does it have pedals? Well, I realised, I thought, maybe it's because I, I have been friends with a number of pilots. Mm. I'm aware that it has pedals. I was. I, I couldn't have put my hand on my heart and said it definitely had pedals. I sort of assumed it oh. does. I mean, I don't want to get too technical, but I can honestly exclusively reveal, quite, I'm quite certain of that. Does it have a, a, a clutch? Mm. It does have no. It doesn't have a clutch. Okay. The pedals are used for all sorts of reasons. They can be used for braking sometimes. Oh well, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking. And, I was thinking steering. of it in the air. Um, I like. I like. Does it have a clutch? Uh, now we should just ask what else a cockpit has. Does it have a glove choke. box? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got a question. If we had to drive a plane, 
suddenly. Mm. If there was one of those situations... Do you like, drive a plane? No, you don't really fly. No, if we fly had to a steer a plane, what would you... How would you... What is the verb associated with it? Because flying, we're all flying. What is the pilot specifically doing? Oh, I see. Oh. That's a good... We are all flying. Mm. What about if the pilot yeah. was... Um, if, what about if he hit someone while he was still <laughs> on the ground? Would no, they say, yeah. were you flying the plane at the time? He could say, no, I was driving <laughs> the plane. And it all gets a bit messy. A bit much. There'll be, I imagine they get a brochure with the terminology. Oh, I've got, here's a question. Who out of the three of us would be the most competent with no previous training if they were just thrust when into that When they talk down, seat. like in films yeah. when you're talked down. That's what I'm thinking, like airplane. If they said, right... And said, there is a, bo- a red button <laughs> just to the left of your... Who would follow the instructions? Al. Obviously, it would be Al. Al. No, wrong, wrong. Because be Al's got nerves of steel. He can't fly planes. I once went to a, an, a simulation, the, the Air France simulation uh, thing, oh. I think it was. And I crashed three planes on that. Oh. So it's, it's a quite a delicate little... Out of um, how many? <laughs> apparently, as they, you, you don't go straight down. You need a sort of ramp oh. into the landing. Oh. As it, uh, I grew up in uh, the celebration, I remember. I had a, I had a card. Um, you know, you collected cards with great British inventions. And one was vertical takeoff plan. It was a plane that just went up and down with no runway. And I thought all planes will be like that oh. in the future. Wrong. We've had a response, well, some answers in. Hi, 2507, hi, Frank, Captain Scarlet. Oh, oh, I had a thought about this. I went, Go on. I'm wondering if the S, you work for an organisation which began with S, and I'm wondering if that might be involved in the thing. But Go carry on. on. So I don't want to preempt their answer. No, I, I think you should. That would make it a spectrum oh. patrol vehicle. Well, you know what I'm going to say? One out of three ain't bad, Ah, OK. So which one did I get wrong? No, you haven't got any... Because you haven't guessed what are you... What are you... What's your suggestion for SPV? I don't want to put you on the spot That's it, Spectrum Patrol Vehicle. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that second bit. Two out of three ain't bad. OK, well, that's... I mean, with uh, meatloaf. It's actually three out of three, though, isn't it? Spectrum Patrol Vehicle is is right, I thought. It's Spectrum Pursuit Vehicle. Oh, Oh. I see. I've got here... uh, This is Andy Baby who's saying this. Spectrum was the name of Captain Scarlet's organisation. Here's a diagram. Note the section labelled Driving Position. And he's confirming that he did indeed sit in the reverse position. He did. Weird Mm. when you're in pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 507 says patrol, so, you know... But is it a way of stopping... The people you're pursuing, is that a good way of them not knowing <laughs> they're being followed? That when they look in the rearview mirror, the bloke's facing the other way? Yeah. I mean, can I just ask, what, what sort of a man was he, Scarlet? Was he a... He was indestructible, actually. But was he a detective? No, he worked for Spectrum, so he sort of... Basically, there was, there was some very bad people called the Misterons who were creating oh, havoc. Was it alien things? Yeah, was oh, it? Oh, yeah, okay. so... Um, so, um, Captain Scarlet was the, the sort of golden boy of Spectrum. 
Mm-hmm. And they were all called. There was Colonel White and Captain Blue and stuff oh, like that. A bit clued out. And um, mm-hmm. Captain Black, who um, was the uh, had been infiltrated, and so was it like a double agent. Okay. And he had nothing to do with Thunderbirds. No. Well, it was made by uh, the Andersons, oh. Jerry and Sylvia. Um, but I think Sylv- I think they were still together at that point. It was a terrible point where they divorced. And What's your favourite name for a girl? Mine's Sylvia. Is it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's I, so retro, I love it. I quite like Lulu. Yes, oh. I do like that as well. But, you know. Good um, texting. <laughs> no, good texting. No, don't What's text your favourite girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK, fair enough. Oh, I, I think I'm dragging the show down. I'm no, exactly. And also, I'm sure we've prob- you'll probably find someone like Fern Britton has, has done that regularly. That <laughs> texting. I don't want to be treading on her toes. Oh. <laughs> okay, what okay. else? Um, oh, what about there's, there is more car stuff. There's a car news. There is a motion correspondent. Your attention, um, uh, BMW. Uh, uh, is it Bavarian Motorworks or something like that? I think I it's know. a Bav- Bavarian <laughs> Mahout um, vehicle. Is that right? <laughs> is that right? Oh. Um, I well, don't know, what does BMW stand for? That's a good question. That, is it Motorworks? I hope so. It's a Dracula's car. Where did I park my BMW? <laughs> They've announced some very high-tech stuff this week. They're going to create a car that changes colour from black to white at the push of a button. That's fantastic, isn't it? That is... Go on, carry on It's impressive that we know about it because they actually made this announcement in in a sort of a demonstration in Las Vegas and and I'm surprised we've heard about it because I thought what happens in Vegas... Stays in Vegas. Oh, well. They've broken the rules, obviously. Yeah, it's not the best place to make announcements, looking it's, back on it. I honestly think, it, it, if this had been on Tomorrow's World, I would yeah. have thought, yeah, that'll never happen. But it, this actually, it worked. It actually, it exists. Yeah. It's not an idea. I could, I'm not saying I could buy one, but I could go and see yeah. Pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. You could. It's a getaway car waiting to happen. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Uh, Steve Vadgama, who I'd say he's creeping up on the correspondence front. Okay. Into our top ten. BMW means Berich Motorenwerke. As a teacher of German... <laughs> you enjoyed that, didn't you? Oh. I could tell. <laughs> I loved it more than if I was saying, mm, papers, please. I think it's mm. like the week I said that um, T.S. Eliot um, <laughs> says that Madame Sosostris, the famous <laughs> clairvoyant... <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I love more. Do you know it's one of my biggest regrets, not learning German? Yeah, I think well, I would have done time. very well still in that culture. Still time, dear, for goodness sake. In this sort of, yeah, um... And having lived in Munich, I know this. Mm. Says yeah. Bad Garma. Hashtag. Oh, oh the pictures. I thought you you saying you'd lived in Munich. I, yeah, thought, no. I hope that uh, would have been good. No, been to Hamburg though. Bad Garma <laughs> says hashtag know your German car abbreviations. Yes, yes I think that, wow. that that is a good thing to uh, to know generally. We've mm. also we will return to the uh, subject of the 
the BMW, but Jeffrey Palmer has been in touch, not that oh. one, to say, no. Dear all, with reference to airplanes, the pilot pilots the aircraft whilst flying on the ground. He taxis the aircraft. Uh. Also, Frank always likes to be precise. Mm. So please, team, refrain from calling the aircraft planes. Thank you, oh. Jeff Palmer. Oh, I'm definitely what? going to talk and about aircraft from now on whenever we're talking about planes. Well, I tell you what, He's I, an I, armed forces veteran, to be fair. Yeah, well, so, OK, fair enough. And I'll, can I say this to him? <laughs> I'm not very happy about the fact that when I'm in a theatre or something, I have to put my phone on airplane mm. mode. Oh. Yeah. Which, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. just means there'll be lots of visual gags and jokes. That's what airplane yeah. mode is for me, based <laughs> on the movie. I never say we've got to get the. Is that my? I, I don't want to miss my airplane. No. Come off it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Come over off it. at a Belgian motor on Yes. Factories. Mm-hmm. BMW mm-hmm. should call itself um, uh, Black. Momento white. <laughs> Shouldn't it? Give themselves an Italian sounding name. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't think of anything for the air, I'll well, be honest with you. Can I say moment? Black mit white. Moment yeah. is German. Yeah. Is it? Yes. I remember being on holiday distinctly and a German father kept saying moment, moment to his child. If I'm wrong, tell me. Well, I think Frank got it right. Name. Anyway, <laughs> I, I tell you what was great. This is—I've got to say this. It seems to be a proper, real thing that the car is a white car, and you press a button, it becomes a black car, which is kind of yes. Seems—I'd never even seen it imagined in things yeah. before. And they had a thing which I hadn't seen before, which was on the internet to show it you. Mm. It had a slide. It had a picture with a slide on it and you you had to get the uh, arrow on it with your mouse drag the slide across and the car went from black to white how does it look which one did you it reminded me remember those biros where there'd be a lady in a black dress and then when you held them up the dress fell away that's the the car i've got yeah i've got one of those with uh, john paul ii um moving (laughs) along in front of the vatican so relieved (laughs) when you tip it yes no no nothing i'm just relieved that's fully fully uh, garbed john paul ii just sort of moving along as if he might be on one of those uh, like a skateboard (laughs) or something in front of the uh, (laughs) vatican i still have that pen it's a beauty So we were talking about the black and white car. Is the idea, and this is a genuine question, um, is the idea that at night you drive it white and um, in the daytime you drive it black for visibility? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I thought you just drove it um, white when you went into Essex. I thought it was just whatever <laughs> mood you were in. Pardon, Al. I thought it was just whatever mood you were in. I thought. If what you is it like a mood that, ring? <laughs> yeah, oh, fantastic. Be a great way of avoiding angry drivers. You think, oh, his car's looking a bit, uh, looking a bit white. Yeah. Well, apparently. Do you still get mood rings? In case any of our younger, <laughs> someone who asked, do you know what? Yeah, people used oh, to wear mood rings, yeah. and if they were whatever it was, amorous or angry, it would change colour and. Signify. I never trusted them. No, you? I don't think they, they. They were right up there with the red fish. <laughs> oh, do you remember yeah. that? They used to lie on your palm, and if it remember curled, it. you were passionate. I had a fortune teller fish, not 
uh, not that long ago, and uh, I got That's fickle. Right. Oh, mm. right. Fickle was a terrible one to get. That's when the no. uh, tail curls Awkward. over completely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's... Um... Fickle one. I didn't like that it called me fickle one. Oh, a mood car, though. <laughs> I do like the sound of that. Well, apparently BMW have said right now it's black and white, but eventually they'll be able to do it in colour, but um, but a licence will be more expensive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Imagine that they... We all, we, um, I'm not saying, but in 20 years' time, it sounds to me on this technology, you just buy a car and then you just have a range of colours on the dash and you just go for it. Yeah. I don't even know what colour my car is. It's a sort of a slightly, you know, colours like, there used to be a popular paint uh, colour, Ode Nil. Oh, yes. My mother was a fan. Yeah, it's got like, that I, it's it's not quite fitting in any no, of the categories. I, I'm, I think is yours that? is a sort of uh, it's a pale bronze. Pale, pale bronze. bronze. Okay. Um, we. Mm. I also noticed <laughs> with these this car that apparently it's very helpful for overheating. So there is an element of the rendering, right. Frank. Oh, I see. Because so, it, apparently black cars tend to overheat a great deal and it puts a lot of... Because they don't reflect. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's so much pressure on yeah. the air conditioning and the white is useful for the summer months and, again, indeed, if you're feeling a little bit GC. Do we know how long um, it takes <laughs> for uh, black to become white or white to become black? Oh, are you thinking of for crimes? Are you thinking of... Like, no, I, I was thinking... Or crimes? What I was thinking... Drive around a corner and change outfits like <laughs> Superman or something. But wouldn't it be... I'm thinking... With glasses, Al. Change the yeah. car cover and put glasses on. They'll never get me. But my, my priorities are a little different. I was thinking it would be a great visual gag at a car wash. <laughs> Take your black car yeah. into the car wash, and as it comes out the other <laughs> side, it's totally white. <laughs> oh man, it'd be worth buying one just for that. And if you were hunting in the Arctic, yeah, that button, the white button, would be um, very helpful. Oh, for yeah, camouflage, camouflage. <laughs> also, it's going to play havoc with the uh, those voiceover men, Frank, who do the police camera action. Oh yeah. Because they oh, like yeah. doing the suspect heading northwards, you know, they, and they like the description of the vehicle. Yeah, oh. OJ in the white Bronco. Oh, no, no, it's a black Bronco. Oh, no. Yeah. I'll tell you what it, would be, it is great news for. Anyone who runs a car hire company that does both oh. weddings and funerals yeah. only need half as many vehicles as they used to have. Or indeed anyone who runs um, an organised crime gang. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, actually, well, I think we can get. I don't know if the number plates change, <laughs> but um, it's it's. A, I'm I'm really impressed. Really, I really mm-hmm. feel like I'm living in the modern world when I read this. I must say. Frank Skinner, Skinner. on Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the app via. Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. You we... know, we were just discussing the um, black and white car. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just had a thought that I don't know if they'll be able to do this eventually, but you know, um, 
I think my car isn't stolen because it's undesirable, because it's kind of scuffed and scraped and old. But surely if they can create a black and white effect on the car, they could have a button where you do that, like a oh, good. scuffs and scrapes for if you're parking outside a particularly rough comedy club, for example. Yeah, or if I you're... Mean, it's quite niche needs. I like it, though. It's good as well for pulling out at a roundabout, because I found when I drove rubbish cars, people are a lot more careful because they think, yeah, he doesn't exactly. care, this bloke. Look at his car, he just pulls out. Exactly, and yeah. bicycle couriers, they deliberately mess up their bikes. If they've got really good bikes, they'll splash them and stuff so that they don't get nicked, yeah. But I think there's a car version. No, there's a I gap in the market for exactly this. Anyway. I think that is a good idea for a sort Thanks of ra much. the ragamuffin button, you could call it. <laughs> yeah? No, I'm... I'm... I like Alan's very specific if you're outside a dodgy comedy club. <laughs> comedy club in a dodgy area, yeah. Okay. Just as an example. Just as yeah, an example. It's a good, we get, we get <laughs> Absolutely the... Absolutely not from my life or anything. No. <laughs> we get your gist. I'll tell yes. you what, while we're on the subject of cars and specifically coloured ones mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you say did you see I'm going to call her pink Chevrolet woman she oh the pink lady of Hollywood I believe oh, she's that do you know yes. that makes my heart sore that you know who she is Frank oh Kitty K Sarah <laughs> I'm obsessed by her mm. KKS she's interesting I, I'll give you that so are you familiar with her, Al? Her work. Yes, but I mean, I'm colour blind, so I, I'm colour blind, so I feel like this whole story is somewhat close to being a hate crime against me somehow. Oh, Al. Well, she's, she's basically <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, she's obsessed with the colour pink. Is the is the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. She's so she reckons she spent over one million pounds on mm. pink things. On pink things. I mean. I mean. Frank's probably done that, and he's not even obsessed with pink things. I've, I've like, done it just, just just on Percy Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have done it. Maybe. Do you? you are you a pink enthusiast? I just look in there and I thought, ah, oh, pink coat, <laughs> pink cushions, pink chairs, pink KitchenAid, pink Le Creuset casserole dish. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. pink That's close to a million pounds. And is it, one, it? <laughs> does it come from the the root um, of you know, if if it used to be, I don't know if this still exists, that if someone had a baby, if it was a girl, you'd get them pink things, and if it was a boy, you'd get them blue mm. things. Mm. No, because my sister loved yellow, you see. I was always the pink child. See, I, I've, I've, I've known a few women who had the pink thing going on, a pink bedroom and, and yes. stuff. Pink. Mm -hmm. I tell you what's very common is, like, <laughs> pink... Uh, iPhone covers and <laughs> stuff like that. But I've never known a bloke that had the no. blue thing. Oh, yeah, my bedroom's all blue. I love blue. It's, it, they, oh, that, yeah. they haven't Very sold true. it enough. I think we often get a bad press us pink fanatics <laughs> because we are very much associated with the... Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I would say it's an unfortunate demographic. OK. Right. Do you mean the stupid? Yeah. You've shown that stereotype to be incorrect, Emily. Oh, uh -huh. lovely. I like to think I'm doing a lot of work for us people. Yeah, yeah. for the pink community. <laughs> the pink yeah. community is somewhat different, I think, isn't it? But, um, <laughs> is it? <laughs> something I'm also involved in very heavily as Nikon. I am... Um, I tell you what, the, the, the reason she's in the news, um, Kitty K. Sarah, is that she <laughs> she got married this week. Yeah. 
And I, I bet you're thinking, oh, I can picture the wedding. She's in pink, yeah. and, and and you know the bridegroom's in pink. Um, it that's not quite how it worked out, and no. I will explain. Yeah. The nature of Kitty's um, wedding after this. On Absolute Radio. So, meanwhile, you? Frank, you have oh, yes. Kitty teased us yes. with Kitten K. Sarah. So she got married um, to the colour pink yeah. Yeah. this week. She actually married the, the abstract concept, I suppose, of the colour pink mm. it's mm-hmm. a difficult uh she was she had a, a sort of life-size cut out pantone swatch um, oh did she yeah i w- i was really hoping you were going to say pink panther <laughs> <laughs> if she got someone in a pink panther you know i i, I went to a football match once with uh, tony the tiger from um, from frosties i was paid to be a You've worked side. with them all, haven't you? You've Damn. worked with them all. And he said, oh, I feel terrible. I said, what's wrong, uh, Tony? Tony, yeah. <laughs> he said, I, I picked up a bit of uh, heat stroke last week from being the Pink Panther. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not right. And uh, we were at Wembley. Did you call the No, bet? we weren't at Wembley. We were at a football match. I was with David Baddiel anyway. Um, he went off Tony the Tiger and just didn't come back. Okay. And we were supposed to be photographed watching the match with him. That was the that was the deal, but it wasn't our fault. And somebody said, "Do you with Tony the Tiger?" I said, "Well, might be." He said he's lying down on the floor by the refreshments. <laughs> and I said, "Look, I said I'm not his keeper." <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> anyway, so I but, but the Pink Panther didn't turn up. At, um, I bet Tony the Tiger must have spoken. He must have been softly spoken, like the Masked Singer, because they speak through the costume. I know, yeah. but he he said a lot of great. <laughs> Remember that was his um, thing. Yeah. Didn't feel great that day. But, Is that uh, how he said it? I don't feel great. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Can't remember. He went very. Um, he wasn't right. He shouldn't have oh, took the job. No. That's simple no. as that. But anyway, once, once you let I'd, go of the Tony the Tiger franchise, you might yeah. not get it back, and there's the pressure. Good point. Yeah. So anyway, I, so she I married Pink. I have a, a surprising um, strong view on this. I don't, I don't like the fact that she married Pink because, um, controversially, I, I prefer consent in a marriage, and we don't know that... We don't know that Pink has said yes, do we? How can no, we? Diff- uh, that is difficult. And, and like the parents weren't there to give Pink away. Red and white weren't there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, very good, been, Al. That would have been good. Well, but you say that there were two <laughs> lovely gentlemen in pink tuxedos. Who I don't know, but I don't think she was romantically they involved. Were, they were, were. Were they Pink's representatives? <laughs> <laughs> well, in many ways, yes. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I don't, what, I, what my favourite thing about this whole story is, she said I got the idea from a child who suggested to me that I loved you know pink so much, and I remember when I was at school, if anyone said oh, I love cottage pie, which oh well, why don't you marry it then? Yes. I think someone's done that to her. She thought you know that's a great idea. <laughs> well done, Junior. And she's taking it completely <laughs> literally. I love pink. What are you married there? Obviously, they probably didn't do it in that accent. <laughs> but um, the fact that someone has had that said to them and then has married it, <laughs> I think that's a major breakthrough. Reader. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
So we were talking about Kitty K. Sarah, who's uh, 58. I mean, you might think here in this story, I bet she's about like 26 or something. No. no. No, no. No, no. She first started, she puts it, dating pink Mm -hmm. as a 20-year-old woman. Wow, she has stopped. It reminded me of, I once saw um, Quentin Crisp live off-Broadway doing a show. Quentin Crisp was... He called himself one of the stately homos of England. He was—he was probably the <laughs> one of the, the first famous um, gay man, and um, he done—he did a show and he talks about the fact he dressed like an Edwardian gentleman, velvet jacket and all that. Mm-hmm. And he said the key is to decide on your style and what it is, and then throw everything else away that doesn't oh, fit wow. with it and never buy anything that doesn't fit. Don't have, like, yeah. trainers and jeans for a stay-in day. Yeah. Stick with it. And it seems to me that this is what um, KKS has, has done. Well, she actually said in the article that um, she got dressed up all in pink for a party and felt fabulous or felt great, felt really good, and and decided that, well, why should this just be for one party? I'll, I'll do it all the time. And I was thinking, she's really lucky, actually, that it was um, wearing pink that made her feel great when she was 20, if she was going to do it every day. Because if it had been, like, strong cider, yeah. like, that's not good. Well, it worked for me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think I, I think I was married to strong cider in the 1980s. <laughs> we often woke up together, I must say. Um, OK, it was soaked into my trousers, but even so... Oh my god. I'm so, I'm so sorry, everyone. Yes, but you know, <laughs> look, I, I know it'd be easy to Married mock. To it'd, be, it'd be easy I've to mock this woman. Woodpecker. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've got I, I sort of like a commitment mm. to, uh, to this whole thing. She did say, I'm a flamingo in a world full of pigeons. Yeah, a bit harsh. I don't but. see myself as a. Pigeon, I see myself as much more of a buttery girl. Well, OK. OK. I don't know. I, I think I, I see myself as some sort of Corvid. <laughs> we all know uh, what Alan is. I'm, I'm one of those really dilapidated-looking pigeons that you see just sort of around the bins, but, like eating takeaway and stuff. That's I, w- what I, I wonder if she ever purchases a sporting pink... I don't know if you remember that phenomenon. In Birmingham, I don't know if it still exists, there was a thing called the Sports Argus, which was a newspaper that was pink. Mm. It came out on Saturday evenings with the football reports in them. And there used to be a thing called the Pinken, um, which I believe Kitty is known as in Hollywood. Well, the... Oh, my goodness. I'd love to know, does anyone out there, do pink sports themed newspapers that come out on a Saturday night. Do they still exist? And why were they pink? Can I ask a question? Is the Financial Times still pink? Oh, that's a That good is question, a good question. That was one of the best decisions they made. <laughs> I love yeah. that paper. In fact, it was... I've stopped taking the Financial Times. Have you? Have you guys... I've stopped taking guys? the Birmingham Sports Argus. <laughs> Can I tell you what I love is taking... Yes. It shows you both yeah. are thoroughly well-bred. It's sort of thing the Colonel would say. Do you take the Telegraph? It was the Birmingham Sports Argus that caused me to first question the veracity of the media and whether you could trust what you read in the papers because we England won the World Cup final in 66. You may have heard 
of this. Mm-hmm. And on the cover of the Birmingham Sports Argus that night was a picture of Bobby Moore holding up the World Cup. And he was in um, the home kit of white shirt and <gasps> black shorts, which they hadn't played in that day. Oh. And as a kid, I thought, hold it. What's going on here? And I realised that they'd had it all mocked up and ready. Because it's oh. a quick turnover on your sporting pinks, oh. uh, especially with extra time. <laughs> Nightmare for the for the for the press boys. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Do you remember we used to do on the show um, idiotic eureka moments when yes. something that you feel everyone else had realised, you realised much, much later? I think you had... Did just, you say I you had one last week? I had one last week with O.J. Simpson's nickname oh, being The Juice. The Juice from Orange Juice, juice. yeah. OK, yeah. well, this week, and this is pink-themed, which is why I bring it up now, I was, um, I was um, passing a Donking Donuts display. Mm. Oh, yeah. And are you aware of the colour scheme on Dunkin' Donuts? Is it something that everybody knows about this? I'm not. No, I mean, if you asked me and I had to say, I'd say it was a sort of brown... Yes, well, Dunkin' (laughs) is brown and Donuts is pink. And it's the first time I considered the fact that one is supposed to... Because it's an American, you donk them in coffee. Uh, and so yeah. the pink donut word represents a sort of ice donut, and the brown donking is the coffee that you donk it in. Is that right? What it does, it makes absolute sense. Yes. I never even thought about the fact that they're, you know, the donking part of donking donuts, but it, they're for dipping in coffee. No. When you're maybe when you're casing a joint and sitting outside <laughs> with another detective. Yes, yeah, that's you know, that a very joint. specific market that they've targeted there, isn't it? But I'm sure that's what, if anyone knows, I'd love to know, mm-hmm. but that's what the colour scheme says to me. Um, absolutely. On a I, similar com- colour thing, um, uh, I read that, you know, Daniel Craig wore a pink tuxedo to uh, oh, yes. like a, a yes. velvet jacket. Well, apparently, he'd wanted to wear a white one, but they put it in the wash with a red sock in there. Oh, that's oh, what no. I read. <laughs> of course, soon he'll be able to wear a white one, and then when he comes out the cinema, it'll be a black one. <laughs> so he'll press the button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul Doctor has got in touch to say... So, Doctor. <laughs> the doctor. Uh, we... Doctor! <laughs> <laughs> We had the green coloured green final up in Oh. He says oh. Tayside. Is that pronounced incorrectly? No, that's that's okay. right. Always delivered whilst I watched green Noel's house party. <laughs> well and we um I have um a rare collector's item, a blue Birmingham Sports Argus. Because Look at a lot um, of them. I think it was um I think Birmingham City versus West Brom or, or I think that in the cop mm. uh, and so they bought I couldn't decide because the two local teams they went for a slightly different colour mm-hmm. but pink I think was the, the standard but I didn't know there was any green ones oh by the way back to um, Kitty K. Sarah mm. I saw an interview with uh, Kitty where the interviewer, being a bit serious, said, isn't it a problem in this modern world that we live in that when things are very bleak and there's bad news and you're feeling down, when you have trouble in your life, doesn't it feel a bit a bit wrong to be wearing just pink? Mm. Doesn't it feel inappropriate? 
And Kitty said, and I'm quoting, now I'm never sad because of pink. And then she said, it makes the tragic all magical. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, what a simple view of the world, which I like. I, I like love it. it. Makes the tragic. Makes the tragic all magical. That's it, good to know. Does it come from a similar school of thought to... Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it probably does, but there's something in there. I also read that um, toning down the violent passion of red with the purity of white produces something sweeter, more playful, and more romantic. Wow! Uh, that's why pink is so popular. Yeah. Chew on that. Six one four has news. Mm-hmm. We asked a number of questions at the beginning of the show. Some were concerning correct postcodes for various areas. Yeah, there was, it was a scale, a scale X trick. Uh, you asked how to fix a scale X trick. Scale yeah. X trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a it was a long hour. However, <laughs> you asked something hey, else, hey. which or all of us asked something else. How does Anton do? Be Dubeck. I always say Beak after Frank calls him Beak. <laughs> Anton Dubeck, does he have progeny? Yes. Do you want Actually, to know the it was answer? Offspring, wasn't I think it, it was offspring. offspring yeah. Okay. Dubeck offspring. You probably Question can do mark. a brilliant offspring. I'm guessing that's a name of some sort <laughs> of dance move. It's a band. <laughs> does he have offspring? He does. Oh. He has. And some sort of drum roll, maybe, or something going on, Frank. I don't know if you hold improvise. On, you don't have to do on, a whole I think I've got. I've got whiplash. Uh, thing, this'll, this'll do it. Well, that's good. Anton Dubeck has twins. Oh, does he? Oh, lovely. Excellent. That's smashing. <laughs> They'll be dancing together, <laughs> won't they? Is this the most light-end section of the show you've ever done where I say Anton Dubeck has twins and Frank says, that's smashing? I think it is. I'm pleased. That's made me really happy that Anton Dubeck has twins. Me too. How marvellous. And me. I interviewed Anton Dubeck once and I really, really liked him. I like him. But I would say I didn't get his aftershave out of my, off my chest for 48 hours. I really felt like I'd, I'd come through. Good value. Why don't you marry him then? <laughs> uh, well, because of that. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to breathe. <laughs> but uh, no, that's good news. Any, anything else from the uh, from that's the outside world news. before we wrap up this baby? Uh, well, six seven six a surprising amount of outrage. Morning, mm. team. We're really talking about colour changing cars. What happens when you use parking apps or complete official documents? Is there a Default colour, or will we need a? It depends on my mood option. Do you Thanks, put Bronwyn in Sutton? Do you put the colour on a parking app? I think I just put um, the uh, model and the uh, license plate. I oh. I prefer to drive around for between ninety minutes and two hours trying to find somewhere free. But uh, yes, I that's because you don't live in London where you could drive forever <laughs> yeah. trying What's to somewhere find somewhere free. Yeah. What was it? Nineteen seventy-two. That was the last time there was any free parking. Well, this is London. what I always say about the old Sean Connery James Bond. People are talking about the gadgets and all that. It's just 
parking outside oh. the place you're going to is unbelievable. Watching the Beatles Get Back documentary, I was obsessed by oh, that. Oh, God, they parked in Savile Row. They just turned up with Bentleys and yeah. rollers, which mm-hmm. take up at least three spaces, just and parked just, outside. Just parked. Oh, man. Brilliant. Oh, I imagine, Frank. Different times. It, it really would be wonderful. The- <laughs> <laughs> What about when David That's Baddiel... That's the thing about being in the Beatles that we're jealous yeah. of. It's the, the parking. parking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were around when the parking was still there. Uh, still what good. about when David Baddiel... I know we've got to go now, but what about when he drove to the BAFTAs? I said, how are you getting these? He said, I think I'll drive. Yeah. I said, drive. Well, when I interviewed Anton Debet, which was at, um, at um, the Café de Paris <laughs> in... Uh, in, is that was it? Um, 1974. No, but it's um, <laughs> Piccadilly Circus. Yes, he drove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some people. Really? I love that. I, I mean, you yeah. know, I've drove driven in this morning, but it's a bit earlier. Okay. I do it myself, but the Baftas, come on. I know. I love it though. It's a very 60s thing to yeah. do to just drive in. Okay. It's like I've started drinking uh, glasses of milk. Have I told you that? <laughs> Some one oh. of the most retro <laughs> things and. Uh, I just, really by circumstances, I had to get rid of a glass of milk and I drank it and I thought, you know what? <laughs> Lovely. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. And now, um, semi-skimmed. Yummy. <laughs> I might start getting... <laughs> I might get some cookies. Late review. Maybe I'll get cookies. <laughs> Shall I get cookies? Oh, sorry. Um, so Sarah Champion's uh, up next. Listen to Sarah. I'm going to plug once again my poetry podcast. Wow. Um, episode two will be out on Wednesday. Yes. And you can still download the first episode, which came out last Wednesday. I should say the first episode was about a poet called Caroline Bird, who got in touch with her lovely message, which was, um, I love that, the fact that the poet liked it. Um, this week I'm doing John Milton's Paradise Lost Book oh. One. I'm not anticipating any contact. <laughs> no, it doesn't email. No. Well, it depends. We might hear from Acora from the other side. Uh, yeah, but, but Acora's on the other side. Can he still? Acora's everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. But anyway, if <laughs> you fancy, if you've thought uh, Paradise Lost, why is why is that a good thing? Um, um, try it. Try it out. It's great. Well, I, do you know, I studied it at university, but I have every confidence you'll make me fall in love with it in a way that the lecturers never did. Well, I mean, for example, I point out that the way Satan carries his shield in the book one, Paradise Lost, is exactly the same as the way Captain America carries his. I'm in. There you go. I'm on about when they're... Uh, not when they're rampant, when they're crucial. <laughs> when they're crucial, obviously. OK, look, thank you so much for listening. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.